Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm. have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well, and you can find all of our programming in podcast form wherever you'd like to get your podcasts. Well, some of the great minds of our day, great minds in terms of science and technology, they're thinking about inhabiting other planets something life on this earth will eventually become too difficult with the threat of wars and disease and other problems and so they're thinking well maybe we need to find some other place to be we have to go somewhere else maybe and then some people maybe try to fix this earth they try to have some different movements that they think will help things And in some cases, those uh, movements are used for political advantage, but in other cases, there might be some sincerity in it. In any event, we all need a place to be. We need the earth to be some place where we can live and inhabit. And thankfully, the Bible shows us what will happen to this earth. The Bible shows that this earth will, in fact, be beautified far beyond what it is today. And then ultimately, it will be replaced by a new earth we can know the future of the earth and that should give us great hope and great comfort but first we have to look and see what Christ said will happen in the near future the direction that things are going and where it will lead Jesus Christ gave us prophecies to tell us about this and we have a few passages today so if you have a Bible handy it'd be great to get it out and we can look at these together first let's notice what Christ said will happen in this near future, Matthew 24, and we'll look at verses 21 and 22. Jesus Christ was the greatest prophet that ever lived, and of course, he knew exactly what would occur. He gave us that understanding and that insight, and Matthew 24 is one of those pivotal prophecies. Matthew 24 and verse 21, for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. That's the time that's just ahead of us, this great tribulation. And as he says, it's going to be so bad, there's nothing that has been before or will be after. So, you, again, you know how bad things have been on this earth. You know the history of wars, at least on a certain level. And um, this is going to be worse because of man's sins. Verse 22, and except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved alive, the Moffat reads, but for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. There will be a, a uh, shortening of those days. Christ prophesied that he would intervene and he would put an end to it. But again, he prophesies here that there will be a great tribulation and it gets to be so bad that he has to intervene to save mankind from completely destroying themselves along with the earth. And we see a lot of places on the earth today where man is destroying himself and this earth and the habitat and the environment. There's plenty of wars, pollution, and diseases today, and those things will intensify. But Christ promises to intervene just before mankind obliterates life on this earth. 
he will intervene. And that's the hope. That's the great news. And then after he does intervene and stops the violence and stops the war and stops the, the corruption in, in food production and, and um, everything we look at pretty much that man's put his hands on, there's a level of corruption. Once he fixes that and gets it back on a right foundation, the earth is going to be beautified as God has always intended. And the earth is beautiful today in many areas, but it's going to be even more beautiful. Notice this passage in Isaiah 60. Isaiah 60, and we'll look at verses 1 and 2, and it tells us uh, about what the earth will look like. It gives us a wonderful picture of that. And again, we don't have to guess at these things, so the Bible prophesies it. Isaiah 60, verse 1, it says, Arise, shine, for your light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Christ is going to return to this earth. Verse 2, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people, but the eternal shall arise upon you, and his glory shall be seen upon you. Uh, There is problems, of course, but they're going to be solved at the return of Jesus Christ. Here's what Mr. Armstrong wrote about this passage and uh, what it's talking about here in Isaiah in his book, The Wonderful World Tomorrow, that's free, and it's at thetrumpet.com. You can get that if you don't have it and uh, order it and get a copy of it, or you can just read it online. But he writes, The only hope of justice, of peace, of truth, of right solutions to all this world's problems is the coming in power and glory of Christ to set up world government right government, the government of God. And that's ultimately what we need to fix the problems on this earth. Man can't fix them because we, we keep uh, fighting each other and breaking God's laws. Mr. Armstrong writes, In this and many other passages, God shows in his word to mankind how utterly helpless man is to govern himself and his fellows. And now 6,000 years of human experience has brought mankind to the very brink of world suicide. The world's leading scientists and statesmen say the only hope now is world government. But it has failed, and now God must step in or we perish. And he was talking about the United Nations, and that hasn't worked. You know, man's tried. They're trying to figure things out on some level, but it doesn't work. And Christ does have to step in, and he will. But when he does, the earth is going to be beautified. It's going to be made beautiful. And again, it's beautiful today already in many places, but it's going to be even more beautiful. And then, of course, those areas that man has harmed will be cleaned up and fixed. Cities are going to be made with expert planning and construction. We have a recent Trumpet magazine that talks about that. And again, everyone will be following God's laws. And that's why we'll see the blessings on this earth. Notice Isaiah 61 and verse 4 prophesies about the construction projects. Isaiah 61 and verse 4. And they shall build the old wastes. They shall raise up the former desolations. And they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. So the whole earth will be beautified. It will be beautified. And it's going to be made you know, like, like a rose blossoming, as the Bible says. It's going to blossom like the rose, talking about the desert specifically. But there's going to be just beauty on this earth. 
so much beauty. And again, mankind looks around today and says, boy, things aren't going great. We're going to need to find somewhere else. And of course, God's plan does show expansion out into the universe. But it starts here. It starts here. There's going to be great things that happen on this earth. And some difficult things as well, as the Bible prophesies. But the whole earth will be beautified. That's a wonderful thing to think about. It's so wonderful to be in a beautiful location. To be able to relax near a, a, a stream or a, the ocean or, you know, the mountains or something. There's just always uh, such a joy in that. It's going to be like that for mankind. All people will be able to experience that type of wonderful environment. The whole earth will be beautified. Notice Isaiah 35. And we'll look at verses 6 and 7. It says, Then shall the lame man leap as an heart. So the person that had some problems, you know, with their body and they couldn't move here, they're, they're jumping like a, like a deer, right? They're just jumping like a heart, it says. And the tongue of the dumb shall sing. It's going to be healing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the desert. No more of that, you know, barren desert. It's going to be full of streams, full of water. Verse 7, And the parched ground shall become a pool. In the thirsty land, springs of water. In the habitation of dragons, where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. It's a beautiful picture. And that's what's going to happen to this earth. So when you hear the scientists and the experts so-called talk about what's going to happen to this earth or what we need to do, well, just keep the Bible in mind. Keep God's prophecies in mind. Man doesn't know what's coming tomorrow or the next day. We need God's prophetic vision, and he gives that to us. See, during the millennial rule of Christ on earth, the whole world will become a glorious utopian paradise, just like the Garden of Eden was. And then it's going to go from there. What happens after that? See, there's the thousand years of the millennium where the earth is beautified, and it's made like the Garden of Eden. But then what happens? What happens to the earth after that? We'll notice Revelation 21. Revelation 21 shows us what happens. Revelation 21 and verse 1, this is after the millennium. And it says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. So there's a, a new earth and a new heaven. What's here today will be replaced. You know, and that seems pretty startling. I mean, we humanly, we can't really conceive of that. How do you do that? But God can do it. God has the power to do that. Notice verse 22 in Revelation 21. Revelation 21 and verse 22. It says, And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Talking about New Jerusalem. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. Who's going to be there? Well, it's people that have gained salvation, born into the family of God, God beings. It says, And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defiles, neither whatsoever works abomination or makes a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. 
see again all of it this future of the earth where it's beautified in the millennium and then there's a new heaven and a new earth after that it's all based upon god's law keeping god's law there won't be anyone in that city new jerusalem that you know sins again it'll be people that are born into the kingdom and family of god god beings that are living according to God's law. They're written in that book of life and they live and they live according to God's law. And that's why everything works. That's why it's a beautiful city. And that's why God can be there. Here's a quote from uh, lesson seven of our correspondence course. This is a Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible correspondence course, lesson seven. You can sign up for the whole course free at thetrumpet.com. And it's a great course to take. And, um, and again, it's a free educational service. It says, the new Jerusalem with streets of gold will descend to this earth, and of course it'll be a new earth, and will become God's headquarters for all eternity. The earth is destined to become the center of all activity in the universe. See, when people think about the future, they think about life beyond this life. You know, they, they tend to think of heaven as they view it. But here we see from what God says that the earth is going to be beautified and then there'll be a new heavens and a new earth. A new Jerusalem will be here and God the Father and Jesus Christ will be here. It'll be the center of things. And then there is a plan that goes out into the universe and utilizes all that space, all those planets, but not the way that man thinks, not you know with some sort of... Uh, program or thinking of man it's going to be of God's design and God's doing and it's always just sort of ironic I guess to think about how mankind who has done a lot to ruin this earth now wants to go out to other planets <laughs> now those planets are not inhabitable at this time and they want to try to make them that way but we haven't even worked with what we have today it's important to take care of the earth and to take care of what we've been given you know, even if we have a small plot of land, it's important to take care of it. It's important to follow the laws of God. Because that's what God is going to build the future on, is his laws, his way of life. And there's going to be a wonderful, hope-filled future for this earth. There's so much hopelessness today. And people are discouraged and they're looking for something, they're looking for answers. Are the answers, you know, on taking a rocket ship to Mars? Those aren't the answers. And you've seen footage of Mars. Uh, it's not very hopeful up there today, although that will be changed in the future. But the real hope is in God and his way of life. And you can see the wonderful, wonderful things that he's going to do on this earth. It's amazing. It's amazing what's going to be done to this earth. And we have a wonderful future we have a wonderful hope in that. This uh, plan of God is explained by the holy days, of course. And uh, if you'd like to learn more about that, we have an entire book on it. And the title is Pagan Holidays or God's Holy Days Witch. And that goes through the holy day plan. And when we come into uh, the fall holy days, it gets more specifically into some of this. And God talks about and shows what's going to happen through his holy day plan. And there's a lot of lot of difficulty on this earth today. There's a lot of trouble on this earth today. But God has a plan to fix it. And it gets back to keeping his law and his way of life. So when we think about our lives today and the little part of the world that we inhabit and that we have some responsibility over, we have to be keeping God's laws. 
And we have to be living in a way that, you know, beautifies the surroundings that we're in with our thinking, our attitude, our actions, and, and the way that we conduct ourselves. But again, it all gets back to obeying God's laws. As the, Mr. Armstrong wrote in The Wonderful World Tomorrow, the only hope of justice, of peace, of truth, of right solutions to all this world's problems, and there are more and more of those problems, is the coming in power and glory of Christ to set up world government, right government, the government of God. And God has a plan for this earth and for everybody that's on it. Again, pagan holidays are God's holy days, which and the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. Also, we have a booklet on Isaiah, which covers a lot of the prophecies that we discussed there in Isaiah about what's going to happen to this world after the return of Jesus Christ. That's all the time we have for today on this edition of Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. Thank you for spending some of your time with me today. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.